Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Wikishuffle. My name's Jack. Here's Chris. Hello. And here's Phil. Hello. And as always, we are going to click the random article button on Wikipedia and talk about whatever it throws up. Um, but first off, Phil, I believe you have a bit of news for us. We do. We've made some new friends. Yay! Since, since, since last we spoke, we've made some new friends. Should we talk about our new friends? Yes, we should. So who around this recording desk right now has got a friend in the Bahamas? No. All three of us do. <laughs> oh, oh we? we do now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a write-up in the Nassau Tribune the local paper of the Bahamas and their podcast review section um, where we've... This is our first print review um, that's actually published. And maybe our last. No, no, the first of many, but we're very appreciative for it and it's a really nice write-up from the Nassau Tribune. It's in their weekend section from their Friday, October the 9th edition. So if you are past your your local news agents, do ask if they've got a copy. (laughs) And give us... Uh, give us a look now it's especially impressive because there's a lot of stuff going on in the Bahamas at the moment yes. you'd have thought that they wouldn't really have time to be listening to our nonsense because there was a, a big um, hurricane. hurricane that's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for um, a, a couple, about a week ago um, Hurricane Joachim we were talking before the podcast about how best to pronounce Joachim uh, but I think I think I'm not offensively it. is the best way uh, yeah. to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. So do tell me if I have caused offence there. Um, which I think is the caused, hurricane caused offence. Probably a little <laughs> bit more than my pronunciation. Mm. Yeah. So I got it, a terrible write up in the paper. It didn't get a good good response all round. But they are um, fundraising for relief efforts for all the people that were affected and lost their houses in that. Um, hurricane so i think the least we can do since they've been so nice about our little podcast is to encourage you the listeners to donate them some money so if you take it just google hurricane Joachim and there's a number of different places you can donate we have from the wiki shuffle team to show our gratitude and to offer assistance to that part of the world so please do uh, and have we made any other friends we've made more friends we're just making, making friends, friends left, right, and centre. Uh, the lovely people at the Audit newsletter, which is a really great little newsletter that they release once a week with mm. podcast recommendations in it that we're all quite hooked on now. We've gone mm. back and we've, we've looked through all of their past very recommendations. Very good graphics and art style. It's nice, it's, isn't it? It's very nice looking. Is it? I, I really like it. So I and I'm would... not just saying that because they gave us a good review. Mm. No, it, it's no, I, I genuinely like it. Yeah, Because yeah. normally I just pimp things because they say nice things to me. Mm. Yeah. So if you would like some podcast uh, recommendations delivered direct to your um, inbox every whatever day it is that they publish, I can't remember, uh, then go to tinyletter.com/slash/theaudit and sign up for their newsletter, and you'll get lots of other recommendations. But don't be tempted to listen to those recommendations instead of us, just as mm-hmm. well as. Yeah, you've got time. We're only like forty-five minutes a week. You can fit in other podcasts. I like getting a newsletter. You know, in my emails, it feels really nice and old school. It's nice to have someone not selling me something. Yeah, it's like 
It's not LinkedIn. If any email comes in and it's not LinkedIn, I'm happy. <laughs> right, let's press the random article button and see what comes up. Donkey Skin. Oh, nice. <laughs> Donkey Skin is a French literary fairy tale written in verse by Charles Perrault. It was first published in 1695 in a small volume and republished in 1697 in Perrault's Histoire au Contes du Temps Passé. That was a good French accent. Merci. Yeah, let's. let's, let's that was, that was the first one I've ever been impressed by. Yeah. Andrew Lang included it somewhat euphemised in the Grey Fairy Book. Oh, okay. Has anyone heard of the fairy tale Donkey Skin? No, but it sounds disgusting. I, I have. I do know have this. You? Yeah, because it's um, there's a game and something comes up and it's similar to that. What sort of game? Uh, one of those Telltale games. You know, like. Oh, okay. Like that. So uh, I have heard this story before, but I don't really know the details of it. Uh, there is a, a, a little bit uh, directly underneath the title of this Wikipedia page. Donkey Skin redirects here for the food product. No. See, E-A-O. What, E-J-I-A-O. The food product. But then at the same skin. time, chicken skin. Mmm, tasty. <laughs> yes. Chicken skin, yes. <laughs> What's the difference? It's, just well, it's not a donkey. One is leather and one isn't. Oh, okay. And as the vegetarian in the room, I have to say, chicken skin, that's as disgusting as donkey skin. No, 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 it, it isn't. It's, it's not the most delicious bit. It's a disgusting idea, but actually, it is the most delicious. If you ever buy KFC, you're only really buying it for the skin. Mm. I would quite happily have a bag of skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bag of skin. I would, I would devour that bag of skin. Or... Skin and blood. Just give me some chicken skin and black pudding. Oh, oh yeah. Wrap black pudding in chicken skin and you're away. Yeah. Because generally speaking, when That's you buy amazing. that is an amazing idea. I'm, Do that. I'm not furnishing it with any kind of <laughs> I'm not dwelling on it at all. But <laughs> most of the, the sort of chicken fillets that you buy in the supermarket, mm. and again I'm the vegetarian in the room here, so I'm not very knowledgeable on this subject, mm -hmm. they're de skinned, aren't they? Yes. Generally speaking, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. get them with skin, but them I get them, but most of them have got the skin taken off. Yes. My point being that skin must end up somewhere. Mm. So bags of skin. Bags of skin. Then, well, they must be said. Mm. You know, modern farming techniques are very efficient, aren't they? They're That's doing true. something with that skin. Yeah. I think we're onto something. What are they I making? Think we are bags, out of skin? Of bags of skin. Out of that. It sounds. It sounds gross. We could this, probably give it a better name. This will sound gross because most things I say are. <laughs> but um, I love my skin. <laughs> no, that sounds like a really positive thing I'm to always, say. I, not, yeah. not like the look no, of it. It's like a dove advert. I love. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible for chewing the skin around my fingers. Oh, you eat, it's you gross. eat yourself. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, sometimes, sometimes I'll just swallow it down. Yeah. This, this is like that thing about blood. And does it taste like know. chicken skin? No, but it's still quite nice. It's not deep fried. That's the thing. I mean, fair enough. My arteries are probably deep fried or close <laughs> to, but that hasn't surfaced to the skin just yet. Uh, but they're quite Are tasty. Are you a cannibal? I, I'm guess I'm would a self cannibal. Whatever yeah. that would be called. I don't know um, if that's a condition. If you can eat yourself. 
Mm. Is that a thing? Eat yourself. That sounds like a really cool name for a club night. <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> Eat uh, yourself. Bags of chicken. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to attend this club. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've clicked on donkey hide. Okay. Donkey hide gelatin or ass hide glue is gelatin obtained from the skin of a donkey by soaking and stewing. Uh, and what country do you think they eat this in? Have a guess. Uh, well, the name's Ejao, E-J-I-A-O, so Mexico? Nope, that's the first thought I had, but no. Uh, I assumed that because of racism. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, as we're on racism, who eats the most disgusting stuff in the world? You. You. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from me. <laughs> um... <laughs> The French? No. <laughs> no, there's a definitive answer, is there's there? A, of course there is. There is a yeah, definitive yeah, yeah, answer yeah. of who yeah. eats the most American. Yeah. Who's Morrissey world? most angry at? China. China, there you ah. go. So the donkey skin glue food is Chinese delicacy. They can't get enough. Um, and they also use skins from mules, horses, camels, and pigs. And sometimes it was said even from old shoes. <laughs> Which um, stretches the credulity a little bit, maybe. But they do eat anything. Anything. Yeah, frogs on sticks. Yeah, frog. Oh, yeah, why not? That's normal. You see, I can't differentiate. For me, why is that different from eating chicken skin? It's the same principle at work there. Well, the way I look at it is, if, if, I, can, if I can look it in the eyes... No. <laughs> you can't so look chicken in the eyes. So you can eat a, like, a fish with the head still on? No, I need to, to remove the head. Okay. So it, it needs to be... Well, I'm, I'm a bit funny with like regard. prawns and seafood as well. If they've yeah. got eyes, I don't yeah, I'm not really a fan of eyes. Yeah, eyes aren't my thing. If they, if I can't see, if I can't see their face, <laughs> I'll eat them up. Okay, <laughs> that sounds really bad. Just <laughs> yeah. wasteful to me. Mm. If you're gonna do it, go the whole hog. A... <laughs> well, I wouldn't eat the whole hog. I would it's not the eyes. You pluck out the eyes. I'd pluck first. out the eyes first. I'm not too big on the eyes, but I'd eat like trotters. Ears, cheeks, all that is supposed to be pretty good. I've never actually had it, apart from in like tinned hot dogs, but you don't really know what you're getting. It's a bit of a, but bit then, of a lottery. Then we it? say that, and it's like, yeah, I agree. I'll eat, I don't really care when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, but I wouldn't but... eat a cat. Um, I would never eat a cat. No, I'm allergic, so I'd probably die. Oh, that's true. If you had to eat an animal, what would you eat? <laughs> this is quite off topic, but mm. we'll, <laughs> get, we'll get back to it. But... Yeah, we we have got a French children's story to talk about at some point. In the meantime, however, if I had to eat an animal, um, the things because I've not been vegetarian my entire life. I was vegetarian from about the age of ten or eleven, um, and the things that I miss, uh, nothing meat but some seafood. So the thing that I the stuff that I remember fondly is the totally homogenized stuff that is in no way related to animals at all so crab sticks i could happily eat a crab stick or fish fingers again what is a crab stick though because it's not crab is it they're not even allowed to call them crab sticks anymore the they call them sticks. seafood yeah. sticks because it's just what is it just, just, just stuff they've whole had scrubbings <laughs> okay good i think it's just whole scrubbing so you don't miss bacon no not at all what about the smell of bacon does that repulse no, you? it doesn't repulse me the only thing that repulses me is fried chicken fried chicken turns my stomach but other meats, I don't really have a problem with being around. I could really go for some fried chicken. Ugh. Delicious skin. It's the skin. It's all about the skin. It's Speaking of skin, skin. The, best, <laughs> the best thing I like to do with hot wings, or just wings, is you can, you can kind of twist them and 
you have to break a little bit of cartilage, Phil. Oh, geez. Oh, you do, don't you? Yeah, you yeah. break a little bit of cartilage, and then you can pull the bones out of it, and it's just basically a fillet that's left. So you can just put remove all the bones in. It's quite an easy thing to do once you get the trick of it. But uh-huh. I'll teach you that one day. Thanks. That's really good. <laughs> I'll look forward to that. Just snapping a bit of cartilage. Why would you have uh, a problem? It does with make that, a uh, sound as well, doesn't it? It's yeah, like a little a... bit. Yeah. Mm. Uh, back onto donkey skin, which isn't a food stuff. It's a fairy tale. The synopsis. A king had a beautiful wife and rich castle, including a marvellous donkey whose droppings were gold. That's a nice trick. What, <laughs> what is it with people? What, how, we've done this as what, episode 32? 32. Um, and that's two Wikipedia articles we've stumbled upon where someone is excreting gold. What was the other one? Gold balls. Like oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. The donkey's doing the it same. Just He's just out, not yeah. got as much control over it. Mm. They'd be a good partner. For yeah, gold yeah, balls. That's his, his sidekick. <laughs> a marvellous donkey whose droppings were gold. One day his wife died after making him promise not to marry except to a woman whose beauty and attributes equaled hers. The king <laughs> grieved, but was in time persuaded to seek another wife. It became clear that the only woman who would fit the promise was his own daughter. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Hold your horses, 17th century France. This was for Hold kids. Donkeys. This is a kid's fairy tale. Yeah, but they're, they're all like this. They're all completely they, they morally dark. screwed. Yeah. So, his daughter, his daughter is fit, though, thought, to be fair. Oh, I, need, I need to find another wife. She's got to be as good as my old wife. Does it mention how old his daughter is? Not yet. Uh, she went to her fairy godmother who advised her to make him... I don't him have poss- a fairy godmother. Well, you, you don't? No. Do you have a fairy godmother? Yeah. Who's your fairy godmother? Uh, Janet. Janet? <laughs> <laughs> Janet. Janet. Yeah, what? she works in the canteen. Does she? For work, yeah. And is, she's your fairy godmother. Well, she gives me sausages, so... <laughs> Oh, your fairy godmother. <laughs> I like that your fairy godmother is just a provider of meat products. <laughs> it's everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> I, I will go to the ball. <laughs> In a dress of mutton. <laughs> Shall we get back to this pedophilia story? <laughs> okay, good. She went to her fairy godmother who advised her to make impossible demands as a condition of her consent. Address the colour of the sky. Address no. the colour of the moon. A dress as bright as the sun, and finally, the hide of his marvellous donkey. <laughs> Such was the king's desire to marry her that he granted all of them. The f- yes, something old, something blue, something borrowed, something disgusting. <laughs> as the old saying goes. The fairy godmother gave her a marvellous chest to contain all she owned and told her that the donkey skin would make an excellent disguise. The princess fled and eventually found a royal farm where they let her work in the kitchen, despite her ugliness in the donkey skin. <laughs> it would be gross. It would be pretty gross, yeah. <laughs> on feast day, she would dress herself in the fine gowns her father had given her, and on one such day, the prince came by her room and peeped through the keyhole. Oh, I don't like the sound of anyone peeping through keyholes. He fell in love at once, fell ill with his longing, and declared that nothing would cure him but a cake baked by donkey skin, and nothing <laughs> they could say of what a dirty creature she was dissuaded him. I can't wait for the Disney version of this. 
When Donkey Skin baked the cake, a ring of hers fell in it. The prince found it and declared that he would marry only the woman whose finger fit it. Every other woman having failed, he insisted that Donkey Skin try, and it fit. When she had dressed herself in her fine gowns, his parents were reconciled with the match. Donkey Skin later found that her father had remarried to a beautiful widow, and everyone lived happily ever after. That's quite nice. Well, everyone lived happily ever after. But with deep, like, mental scars. Yeah, but you had the mild peril that this guy might nonce his daughter, and then he didn't. Uh, so I've, never, I've never heard nonce used in that way. <laughs> yeah, nonce mild peril. <laughs> um, it's interesting in fairy tale lands how everybody seems to have uniquely sized body parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the thing about rings is, yeah, you might get a ring that doesn't fit you, but a ring will fit lots of people. Mm. Likewise, a glass slipper. Yeah. There's there are no size fives in the kingdom. Except for Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> Glass slippers are a really bad idea when you think about it. It's, it's not terrible. an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. We're in danger of developing a theme for this week's podcast. Okay. Yeah, I always like a theme. Oh, is it something disgusting again? Because sometimes the planets just align, and today they're aligning on disgusting meat products. Because Yay. next we have... Black pudding. Yeah. Oh, really? That's so weird. That is weird. I did, like black pudding. Did it, did it come? No, it obviously didn't come up in that article, did it? We just mentioned it when we no, were... No, we went on a tangent, didn't we? That's really strange, though. Of five million articles. Are you suggesting some kind of divine intervention here that might have been hey, playing a part? You know, stranger things have happened. If someone wants to talk about... Someone wants God to talk about blood black sausage. Pudding, oh, it's so delicious. It is. And I've... Sp- a lot of people don't actually know what black pudding is. And I didn't realise that. I thought it was... I thought everybody do. But well, well, let's find out. Well, let's... Because let's, I don't think that it's a, something that every country has. eats, is it? So maybe if you're listening to this, you're thinking, what is black pudding? Hmm. And... It, you would be right to think that it sounds it sounds lovely. It's like black pudding, well, pudding, 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 pudding for starters. Black, great. I think we're definitely the only country that calls pudding or uses the word pudding for anything that isn't actually. I don't even dessert. like that word though, pudding. Uh, that's, that's just me. Carry yeah, on. Okay. <laughs> just, just one of those crazy quirks that Chris has. <laughs> You're so wacky. <laughs> well, there are lots of countries that do have black pudding because there's a list at the start of the article which is the name for black pudding in lots of languages. Yay. Which means that we get to hear my, my accent oh, again. Oh, good. Everyone loves this, This don't is like they? your final exam. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail it, but we'll do another one. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can always retake. Okay, so black pudding in Swedish... Let's take it slow so we can yeah. react to each mm. one. Swedish is blood pudding. Bork, bork, bork. <laughs> Blood pudding. That's all right. That's fine. Estonian vervivost. <laughs> That's not... You didn't do an accent. Vervivost. Vervivost. Saying it faster uh, doesn't mean ver- it's ver- right. Vervivost. 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 Finnish. Mustamakara. 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 Why do they say it? <laughs> no, that's not... That's, that's Japanese, <laughs> that's I think. That's Japanese, there, yeah. <laughs> French. Boudin noir. No, you, you're saying it like an Englishman. Boudin noir. That's better. better. Uh, your better. French is good when you try. You're not trying. I'll try harder. Spanish. Mochila. Okay. That's okay. in Italian. Of... <laughs> Italian Spanish there. It's just, just, it was just sort of non-generic. Portuguese. Mochella. Mm-hmm. No. Is no, that not right? Not Portuguese. What, you think they were, I, don't, I don't know. 
Well, well then I'm why did you was. say no? Why were, you, why were you so adamant that it was wrong if you don't oh, know? Oh, it just didn't seem... In this testing, right? Why are we the examiners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know all of the accents <laughs> and pronunciations. So uh, if that list is to be believed, then they're the main um, consuming okay. nations of um, black pudding, which is a type of blood sausage commonly eaten in England, Scotland, France, Slovenia, Italy, Finland, Croatia, Hungary, Poland, Ireland, Sweden, Estonia, Spain, Portugal, Latvia, and Lithuania. And it is generally made from pork blood and a relatively mm. high proportion of oatmeal. Mmm. Half of that sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, just oatmeal. What a terrible life you have. Black pudding is often grilled, fried, baked, or boiled in its skin. It can be eaten cold as it is cooked in production. It was occasionally flavoured with penny royal, differing from continental European versions in its relatively limited range of ingredients and reliance on oatmeal and barley instead of onions or chitterlings to absorb and be mixed with the blood. Yeah, you want to you want to soak up them clots good and proper, don't you? Lovely, is, lovely blood scabs. What is chitterlings? It's, it's funny this came up because I was at a barbecue um, a couple of weeks ago and one of my friends, his new girlfriend is from Hungary and the topic of black pudding came up and she had no idea what it was. So I tried to describe, describe it to her. Hungary's I, on the list of places that well, eat. She, she didn't know what it was. And I said, well, it sounds gross, but it's basically just a big scab. <laughs> that you I eat. told you before, scabs are tasty. Oh, so don't even go. And she, and she's not very good. She's well, she's only recently learned English. She's fluent, but she's still a little bit. So she looked at her boyfriend and said, "What is scab?" <laughs> <laughs> and he described it to her, and she went, <laughs> which is the correct response. And so, looking at these pictures on this Wikipedia article, that's my response as well. I can understand. I, I understand. That's not so, the colour of food. Try and guess what chitterlings are. The delightful, cute name, chitterlings. I think they're tiny little bits of pigs. Oh, it's going to be something awful, isn't it? Is it stomach lining, diced stomach lining to soak up the blood? Well, you're both almost there. Uh, chitterlings. That just sounds so cute, doesn't it? Does. It does. Chitterlings. Oh, long uh, pieces. They're usually, so not always, usually the small intestines of a pig. Gross. Gross, but delicious. Yeah. In the United Kingdom, black pudding is considered a delicacy in the black country, which is how it got its name. Ah. I don't mm, think that's true. It is. <laughs> um, uh, in the West Midlands, Stornoway, the North West, and especially in Lancashire, in towns such as Bury, where it is traditionally boiled and served with malt vinegar out of a paper wrapping. The Stornoway black pudding, made on the Western Isles of Scotland, has been granted protected geographical indicator of origin status. Black puddings are also served sliced and fried or grilled as part of a traditional full breakfast in much of the UK and Ireland, a tradition that followed British and Irish immigrants around the world. Black pudding is now part of the local cuisine of the Canadian provinces of Nova Scotia and Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm so hungry. There's a there's a picture on this article of a delicious battered deep fried chip shop black pudding and it's it's just wonderful. I'm partial to one of those. I am it partial to one of those. It's probably about 6 or 7000 calories mm. in one oblong. <laughs> 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 but it is so worth it. But then it is delicious. But at the same time it, 
it is an oblong of scab. Yes, it's an oblong of scab. Yeah. I think that was a puddle of mud album. <laughs> <laughs> what were your opinions on new metal when it happened? Right, we're not talking about new metal. Let's, <laughs> no, let's quickly, can we? I just want to find out. <coughs> what was Mr. Limp Biscuit's name? Fred Durst. Mr. Limp Fred Durst. <laughs> oh, I have uh, a parcel here for Mr. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Yeah, he, the 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 rolling song. That's the one that I remember hating. Yeah, it was it was a load of old chitterlings, wasn't it? It was a load of old chitterlings. In Spain, the most famous is the morchilla, made it made at Burgos in two varieties, cylindrical and gut shaped, <laughs> with blood, rice, onion, and spices. There are other similarly famous kinds being made at Asturias, slightly darker and smaller, used for bean and chickpea stews, and in Leon, no rice grilled and spread on toast buttered. What? Spread on toast. It says toasted bread. Where did I get? <laughs> It's okay. I know this is difficult for is you. It, this is quite a difficult topic for Phil to deal with. Yeah. Because it's disgusting. Other less popular varieties may add cumin to the pudding mixture, but this is not a standard practice. The cooking method for consumption is typically done fried, stewed, grilled or roasted, and usually usually sliced in one-finger-thick wheelettes, rodeas. Um, there are many derivative foods made from mochilla, such as omelettes, stuffed red pepper, puff pastry, pizza, flavoured nachos, and a range of fillings for different dishes. Goldeneye Estate. Goldeneye. Goldeneye Estate. Goldeneye is the original name of James Bond novelist Ian Fleming's estate on Oracabessa Bay on the northern coastline of Jamaica. Mm. He purchased land adjacent to the renowned Golden Clouds Estate in 1946 and built his home on the edge of a cliff overlooking a private beach. Why can't I name my house? You can, the Chitterlings. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> Palace of Pleasure. Really? <laughs> Grim. Palace of Pleasure. <laughs> Can we talk about the Golden Eye Estate, yeah. which somebody has actually named already? Constructed from Fleming's sketch, the modest three-bedroom structure was fitted with a wooden jalousy windows. Jalousy? Jalousy? I don't know what that means. A pool made swimming convenient. I'd have thought the private <laughs> beach would have made swimming fairly convenient yeah. as well. Fleming's visitors at Goldeneye included actors, musicians, and filmmakers. The property now operates as Goldeneye Hotel and Resort, an upmarket retreat consisting of Fleming's main house and several cottages. That would be a pretty cool holiday, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. While you're doing a holiday, I'm going to go and be James Bond. I'm going to Goldeneye. Yeah. That sounds like an Urban Dictionary thing, though. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to Goldeneye. <laughs> In spite of its obvious proximity to Golden Cloud, Fleming claimed a number of origins for the name Goldeneye, including Carson McCullough's 1941 novel Reflections in a Golden Eye and Operation Goldeneye, a Second World War era contingency plan Fleming had developed in case of a Nazi invasion of Gibraltar through Spain. Fleming joined the Sunday Times in 1946, for which he oversaw the paper's worldwide network of correspondence. He negotiated a contract whereby he could spend January and February of each year at Goldeneye. On the 17th of February 1952, James Bond appeared in the first Bond novel, Casino Royale. For the next 14 years, Fleming wrote all his Bond stories there. Urban Dictionary, Goldeneye. Is there a, is there a thing? There's a, lot, um, there's a lot of people who've put on there that it's a great 
first-person shooter game on the N64. That's not Urban Dictionary. That's, That's not, not what it's called. Yeah. The main one seems to be um, the result of a sexual act involving the peeing in someone's eye. So okay. that's nice. But there is a great one here, which is the top definition. <laughs> and it's quite long, so let me go with it. Okay. Believe what you want, but I honestly consider this the greatest console FPS in existence. My high school buddies and I probably, no lie, spent 500 hours shooting the crap out of each other. Now, now, don't make fun. Just play it and you'll understand. We even organized a tournament. Okay, now you can make fun. The first time you communicate to your teammates that you'll be there to help fend off the other team's ambush in ETA 10 seconds, run up the stairs at the stacks, grab the grenade launcher, and <laughs> unleash the holy mother of fiery hell upon those unsuspecting players below, you'll get it. No, I'm not a Nintendo fanboy. I'm not loyal to any next-gen console or company. In fact, I think games have lost most of their soul in the last five years or so. No matter the polygon count of your new fighting game. <laughs> However, <laughs> GoldenEye is sheer brilliance. You need to spend time with it, true believers. Get some friends hooked, dust off that old N64, or march on down to your local game spot and buy a used one. And while you're there, pick up the second best four-player console game ever created, Super Smash Bros. And that comment is by Fred Durst is a tool. <laughs> <laughs> on June Fail. 25th, 2004. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were a game reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so somehow that is the um, the top definition. An Urban Dictionary pod- podcast would have probably been better than. Wikipedia. No, it wouldn't have because Urban Dictionary is rubbish. Ten words trending right now: lemon party. So it's, it's going to be trending forever. Trap queen, blumpkin, and Alabama hot pocket. So there you go. What is an Alabama? I don't want to know. Let's see what Alabama <laughs> hot pocket is. Sounds delicious. I bet it's not. <laughs> Sounds like a what? What were those pockets that you'd get? Hot pockets. Hot po- is it just called hot pockets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alabama hot pocket: the art of separating the vagina lips and taking a shit inside. Oh uh, come on! And possibly having sex with her afterwards. Uh, okay, back to Goldeneye. How did get, let's get? go back to the comfy hole of Wikipedia, <laughs> where we like to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you never given someone an Alabama hot pocket? <laughs> a number of the Bond movies, including Doctor No and Live and Let Die, were filmed <laughs> near the estate. In 1956, British Prime Minister Sir Anthony Eden and his wife Clarissa spent a month at Goldeneye after Eden's health collapsed in the wake of the Suez Crisis. The attendant publicity helped to boost Ian Fleming's writing career. In 1976, 12 years after Fleming's death, the property was sold to reggae musician Bob Marley. A year later, he sold the estate to Island Records founder Chris Blackwell. In 1995, Goldeneye became the title of the 17th James Bond film, the first to star Pierce Brosnan. The estate is located on the Oracabessa Bay Fish Sanctuary, established in 2011 to protect the area's marine ecosystem. It is adjacent to James Bond Beach. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wiki Shuffle. Phil, we've got some news. Yes, as previewed on Twitter earlier this week, which I know has got our listeners on tenterhooks waiting for what this news could be. So are we. Like, I don't know what this news is. Yeah, I just decided we were going to do it without talking to either of you and posted it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. 
and you know, the democracy that we are, we're just going to roll over and go with that. You yeah. as a, a spiritual leader. <laughs> it's a horrible world. <laughs> so we haven't done a bonus episode for a while, and so we're going to be recording a bonus episode shortly, and we would like listener recommendations for what we should cover in that bonus episode. So... If you are aware of any Wikipedia articles that are particularly interesting or funny, or you think we will find a chore to talk about, should we lay that gauntlet down? No. No, no. Well, Easy to talk about Wikipedia yeah, articles yeah. that are fun mm. and family-friendly. No, then. not necessarily family-friendly. No. Uh, <laughs> more filth welcomed. More filth welcomed. Yeah. Then please let us know about it, because we would love to feature your ideas in our bonus episode. So you can communicate with us through the usual channels, which is you can send us an email at podcast at wikishuffle.co.uk or you can hit us up on Twitter at wikishufflepod. But um, if you are going to do that, follow us and then DM it. Yes, so keep, it oh, yeah, keep, it yeah, keep it fresh. We wouldn't, we wouldn't want to spoil our bonus episode. No, we? so yeah, do it secretly. Um, and likewise, you could message us privately on Facebook by looking at Wikishuffle on Facebook. Yep, or so just tell us in the street. Tell us in the street. Send us something in the post. Indeed. Send us something in the post. Do the address. Someone's going to send us something eventually. No. They just will. to get us to shut it's up. too much effort. Send the address. Yeah. Wikishuffle HQ, number 1B, the Headlands, Kettering NN157ER. And in fact, if you do post it, Sending a I link will, in the post. That's if you send a link in the post, I will make sure it gets on. I will like probably go to your house and have dinner with you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting that out there. That's that's lovely. Yeah. Are you providing the dinner? No. You, you're gonna... <laughs> I think you have to wait to be invited. That's one of the uh, one of society's rules. I don't follow society. If you send something nice, Chris will sleep with you. Let's not go down that road. Okay. That wasn't a no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we should also mention that um, we'll do three articles in that episode and we'll each pick one from the batch that come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, you can tailor it specifically to one of us if you, you know, that Chris is into boring superheroes. So you could pick a superhero right. one to try and get him <laughs> to pick yours. Feel free to do that. Um, and we'll all pick one each. And this will be out in a couple of weeks. So we'll mention it again on next week's podcast. But yeah, so you've got about seven to ten days to get it in. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 